Hello, you are listening to Delta Dispatches. We're discussing Louisiana's coast, its people, wildlife, and jobs, and why restoring it matters. I'm Jacques Hebert with Environmental Defense Fund. And I'm Simone Malaz with Restore or Retreat. And it is May. Happy May, Simone. It's gonna be May. (laughs) Yes, exactly. It is. Well, I want to start this episode with a huge shout out to you and wishing you, you know, a belated, but hopefully you had a very happy Mother's Day. Um, And for all the mothers out there, I know they've been uh, holding down. I don't know. Is it a Ford? Is it like... It's it's a burning something. (laughs) I mean, you've got, you know, your teacher, your parent, your educator, you're doing your day job. You're just I'm all a bartender. things. No, exactly. <laughs> um, so I hope you had some time for yourself. I know I talked to some friends that are moms and they're like, all I wanted to do was spend the day alone. So however you chose to spend your Mother's Day, I hope it was beautiful. And big shout out to all the moms out there and, and to you, Simone. Yeah, thank you, Jacques, for that. That's very sweet. And, and um, you know, definitely shout out to the other moms, uh, to those who want to be moms or those who can't be moms, those who are surrogate moms out there. And so um, it truly takes a village. And so um, I always feel a little silly. I like um, about Mother's Day, right? You know, so, um, but I will say I've, I've got the sweetest cards and and uh, it was nice to read my trashy magazine alone in the backyard by myself with the nice mag with the nice weather. We talk about this every week. It seems like I mean the weather has been so great recently, and uh, for that I, I'm really grateful. Yeah, it actually cooled down this past weekend. I had to wear pants for the first time in a long time. Probably <laughs> Did you know where they were. Uh, yeah, exactly. I was like, what are these things that are on my uh, you know, my, uh, legs, but yeah, no, so beautiful weather and, and, um, and it's May and, and we're continuing the conversation, uh, today on Delta Dispatches. We have one first time guest and then one guest that is a favorite of ours. So why don't you tell us what we're talking about today, Simone? A, a rookie and a veteran, right? <laughs> so we're we're really grateful to have some of our friends from Louisiana Sea Grant on the show again. Uh, we had Dr. Robert Twilley on the show before, and we're lucky to have him again. Uh, they do really great work at Louisiana Sea Grant, and it I mean it covers soup to nuts. And so we want to talk with him a little bit about how he's doing, how the program is doing, and then we wanted to highlight a particular uh, program that is offered through Louisiana Sea Grant that. It seems even more relevant um, this time of year and with the world circumstances. So without further ado, welcome back to Delta Dispatches, Dr. Twilley. Uh, it's great to be back. I appreciate you. And I guess coming back uh, is a good sign. Uh, I appreciate it. <laughs> So I, I slip in between your um, your formal name or, or calling you Robert, right? So I feel That's like fine. like sometimes you when bet. I call you Doctor Twilly, I feel like I'm yelling at you. So, yeah. <laughs> so. is that like uh, like the email in all caps, right? <laughs> right, right. And we've known each other long enough, right? So, oh, um, yeah. so we, for those folks, um, well, let's start. Every how are you doing? How's your grandbabies? Just one oh, yeah, grandbaby, well, multiple. Great. No, two, mm-hmm. two, mm-hmm. and a third one on the way. So, oh, congratulations. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, my oldest son, uh, his wife is expecting in late August, so we're very excited. A little that boy, ex- so nice. um, so anyway, yeah, we had a great, great visit, and just like I said, you know, great weather, and, and so it was all sitting outside and you know, playing just about every game that the attention span could hold for what two minutes. <laughs> I, so I have a question, this does not count against my fun question, but what are you? Are you a, a- uh, 
poppy or pop. Oh, well, I'm I'm pop pop. Oh, oh yeah. straight up pop yeah, pop. Man, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, nothing, nothing. Yeah, so so uh, so it's a lot of fun actually. That is fun. So tell us, so, you know, um, you wear so many hats. Um, you're a professor, professor, you have the Coastal Sustainability Studio and, and what we're talking about today, Louisiana Sea Grant. All of those are kind of university based. They're not kind of, they are. So how are all those programs navigating this new normal? Well, it's, it's, it's tough. Uh, you know, I think particularly um, on the research side, uh, and we can talk about this later, but, you know, we've you know, we've shut down our labs and we have a lot, you know, federally funded programs, but the federal programs have been shut down, particularly our program with NASA. You know, we had, an, we were to have flights from NASA over the Delta uh, in April and all of that was canceled. So everything is on hold. You know, it's, it's I, I, one of the first words I learned in working with my students is, is not using the word canceled, but postponed. And it's a little nuance there. It's very important. And so we're not counseling this, we're just postponing. So uh, we're still hoping to get out in the summer and we have flights that are planned for the fall. But for an extension service on my Sea Grant hat, you know, extension service, we're used to standing up in front of a group following an event like an oil spill or a hurricane and talking to the community face to face. So now take, you know, an emergency situation such as this, try to run the extension program and you're doing it electronically. And what is really the challenge there is, you know, who is connected and who's not. And so it's, it's, it's tough because, you know, how things are equitable as far as how you're distributing information and who's getting it, who's not. And so it's a, it's a very different world and we're still adapting. Well, I, I think we talked about this on the show maybe the last time, but I'm lucky enough to work with uh, Melissa Daigle over at Sea Grant, and we work on a project together, and it is exactly that. It's a community-based project, and we've been talking about you know, how to navigate new technology, but it starts with who has access and who doesn't, and, and are you familiar with the new technology if you have access, right? And so I do think that's really interesting, but um, I have to say, you know, Louisiana Sea Grant is is like probably the definition of adaption or, or adapting. Um, so why don't you remind folks about the mission and the history of Louisiana Sea Grant? Yeah, well, we're, we just celebrated our 50th anniversary. We actually, the idea of a Louisiana Sea Grant College program uh, really comes out of the land grant college program concept. And I sort of kid people, I, you know, Sea Grant does for the coast what a land grant college does for agriculture, and it is all about generating research and knowledge at the universities, but then putting that knowledge to work down in communities. And if it doesn't, if it doesn't get published, it doesn't do any good. But also for me, if it doesn't get down to communities, it's not doing anybody any good. So it really is uh, this coupling between um, research generating knowledge. Uh, education, building environmental literacy, workforce development, and then extension, good extension work and getting it and work down into communities to put it to work. So, so Sea Grant covers, I said this earlier, soup to nuts, but I think the real world word is gamut. Um, So outreach, (laughs) research, education, communications, law, 
I mean, do y'all teach Irish dancing? Like, and then you have, <laughs> you have extension agents all across the coast. I mean, Seagrant is a network. Yeah. Well, we're very proud that we, well, one thing, we could not do what we do without the Ag Center. We, it is a, it's a, it's a, and our parish governments. I mean, a lot of people don't realize how much it takes to build this kind of network. And, and we are in nine locations across the coast, most of the time in parish office buildings. Um, and, you know, and that's a shared, you know, that's a commitment from the parish governments that we provide extension outreach work. Uh, and again, connecting issues and what problems people are having with the research we're generating across our universities. And I'd like to say across our universities, we are Louisiana Sea Grant. And uh, so, I, and then our Ag Center, our, we have joint appointments. Uh, you're gonna to talk to Thomas later uh, on the show and he has a, he wears a 50% hat in the Ag Center and 50% hat in the Seagrass uh, program. And so it's a great partnership and we couldn't do it without uh, all of that collaboration. And Dr. Twilley, I know Sea Grant has such great resources and you all do such effective science communications and have, you know, a lot, a wealth of, of materials um, on your site and social media. So we're about to head into a break and we have a lot more to talk about, but could you remind folks of the website so that they can go and learn more about Sea Grant and also, um, you know, have access to some of those resources? You bet. And it's, uh, our website is LAC Grant, L-A-S-E-A. Grant.org, um, and and I particularly would call out to people to look under the banner. There's a for resources, and under resources we have a whole page with Louisiana hurricane resources from preparedness, and of course we're part of NOAA. That was one thing I didn't mention is you know agriculture is funded by USDA. We're funded by NOAA, so we have a lot of NOAA resources of National Ocean and Atmospheric Administration as well as our own resources and, and others because of our Gulf of Mexico alliance with the other Sea Grant programs. You'll find uh, Gulf specific resources. So it's all there and it's a good time to go visit. A lot to check out and a lot more to discuss. We'll be right back after the break with Dr. Robert Twilley, Louisiana Sea Grant. You're listening to Delta Dispatches. We're discussing Louisiana's coast, its people, wildlife, and jobs, and why restoring it matters. I'm Jacques Hebert with Environmental Defense Fund. And I'm Simone Malas with Restore or Retreat. I have the coastal voice of the week. I support the coast because Louisiana is my home. Don't give up on it. Defend our coast for our future. And that is Kelty in Grand Isle, Louisiana. I'd be, I'd like to be on Grand Isle, Louisiana right now. <laughs> I know. I, I could, uh, you know, use any. It's such beautiful weather. You, there's so many places you want to be right now, but we will be there soon and, and safely. So we're back with Dr. Robert Twilley with Louisiana Sea Grant. And um, Dr. Twilley, at the end of the last break, you were talking about a lot of the resources that are available through Louisiana Sea Grant. Um, you know, hard to believe we're fast approaching June 1st, which among other things means the start of the Atlantic hurricane season. So what resources do you all have um, as it relates to hurricane season, preparedness, and anything that you want to share about, you know, just 
you know, we're in this time of, um, of disaster, of course, but folks also need to be prepared and looking ahead to thinking about, you know, what could be coming um, down the line. So how do we, you know, prepare for, for that as well? Well, we have actually a website that's dedicated to Louisiana hurricane resources. One that we particularly, it's, it's a Sea Grant program across the Gulf or handbooks. And we have a handbook specifically that can help people prepare uh, it's really good. It has a checklist. It has things you can do. It's amazing what small little things people can do to prepare themselves. And so the lacgrant.org, and if you go under resources up in the banner uh, on our website, underneath is a page just dedicated to Louisiana Hurricane Resources. And so, um, and we're connected with NOAA, so it's not just what we provide, but a lot of other agencies as well. So, so I don't want a, a conversation from the last segment slide. I mean, you just casually drop NASA in a conversation that we have about coastal Louisiana. And while we were to chat during the break, I said, that's one of my favorite things about talking to you, Dr. Twilley is, hey, Simone, I want to talk to you about NASA. Oh, okay. <laughs> what you got? <laughs> so, so tell us a little bit about, I mean, you had something cool in the works with NASA. Well, you know, a lot of people know we've been working quite a bit at Wax Lake Delta uh, back in a big project we had with the National Science Foundation. And so we've had different, uh, and it's a great analog to look at, you know, how the deltas build and and uh, the connection between landscapes and the river and, uh, and, and estuaries. So NASA approached us and knew of our work and said, look, we're testing some new sensors and that can predict uh, how deltas grow. And we wanna do this as a global network and we wanna test the sensors uh, in Louisiana. And that's a great thing. I mean, we are the, you know, we are the delta of the United States and so of, of North America. So, so they, uh, they, they had planned to fly these sensors on airplanes and then we do the ground truth and the modeling and all the connections. And then the great thing is these sensors will fly on these satellites at some day and they'll take pictures of all the deltas around the world and through their analysis, de- determine those that are growing and those that aren't. So it's going to be a great, I think, asset to our CPRA program and our whole restoration efforts uh, along the coast. That's very cool. Very cool. Delta also, science from space. <laughs> the the next level, right? Um, yeah. Also, recently in the news, um, Louisiana Sea Grant got back to Earth and was talking about derelict crab traps, right? So I, I have to tell you, I had the, even working in coastal Louisiana, you kind of have these moments, right? And I didn't understand what a rodeo was. And so they had a Nutria rodeo, and then they had a derelict crab trap rodeo. And I just, for the life of me, couldn't figure that out. So why, why don't you tell us about derelict crab traps, why it's a problem, and how Louisiana Sea Grant intends to help. Well, this has been a program we've we've been involved with for quite a while, and uh, you know these traps they 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 become debris, and so they sit they sit out there and they get lost in storms, and so uh, and fish that aren't you know can get trapped in them, they 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 become a nuisance to to shrimpers, you know they become a nuisance to you know other fishing activities. So it's a matter of just cleaning up the debris. Of the of the coastal waters, and it's a volunteer program. Uh, a lot of sea grant programs do this around the nation. It's and it's a it's a partnership with the Department of Wildlife and Fisheries and Lake uh, Pontchartrain Basin Foundation has been very supportive 
of this program. And so Julie Lively wrote a proposal under the Marine Debris uh, Grants Program. And uh, so we're very excited to have that funding and be able to go out and clean up our environment. Uh, it's a big, that's a big mission of ours and get volunteers out there. You know how important that is for people to have a ownership in keeping our coast clean. So that's the program we're excited about. So Dr. Trulli, and, and I... It, so, and I, did, I don't know if I explained, but you know, it is just going up and picking up. So they close the season, we go up and we, we pick up marine, uh, we pick up crab traps that are, that are abandoned out in the environment. That's the whole idea. But there's there's other things you can do before it gets that far, though, right? I mean, that's kind of the um, following the the whole program, right? Not, it's just not um, that's the last thing you want to do is go pick up crab traps that have been removed. There might be other ways to track them, monitor them, what they're built out of, those kinds of things, right? It's more holistic. Yes, and you know, and so there, and this has to be very well organized, you know, with the Department of Wildlife and Fisheries, and it's a. So it can be very complicated if it's not done properly. Um, we got to make sure you're, what's the definition of debris. Um, and so, uh, but it is, I think, one that uh, we, gets a lot of uh, a lot of public support. So, Dr. Twilley, I can't believe we're almost up against another break, but um, we have two questions for you. One is uh, just, you know, the standard what's next for yourself and Louisiana Sea Grant, which I will ask. And then I will leave our fun question to Simone. So so why don't you start with the first, um, not to make you too nervous, but what's up for Louisiana Sea Grant? What's up for you, for you looking ahead? Well, you know, one, it was the State of the Coast. We're very proud to be a, one of the key members of State of the Coast and with that's planned, you know, again, postponed for the spring. Uh, we're also learning so much from COVID-19 to help even though it's a great challenge, supply chain management challenge you're going to hear about from Thomas. But I just want to make a comment. It's also a, a tremendous opportunity. Uh, we're really hoping through COVID-19 that we can get a family of four to really put seafood as one of their major uh, items of consumption during the week. There's going to be so many new ways of purchasing Gulf seafood and supporting our seafood industry. And I think there's just tremendous opportunity there. And, and we're spending, a, we're gonna spend a lot of time on that um, over the next several months. And so that's, that's, uh, that's just a lead in to Thomas, but I, I think there's just a lot we can do there. So um, I'll take um, host privilege and ask you a teeny tiny question. One quick fact about Thomas that he's not gonna tell us during his segment. Oh. <laughs> oh my! Well, I I think he is a, a rock star of Sea Grant, and he probably doesn't know that. But uh, when when we want someone to like go an on Ozzy Osbourne, yeah, yeah. like an Ozzy Osbourne <laughs> rock star, like, yeah, should well, we buckle you up? Him, what are you look, you, when you put him in front of a camera with a chef, let me tell you, watch out! It's it's pretty dangerous. And uh, but you, he's a. He's he's quite a he 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 walks the talk. That's that's one thing I will say. Well, we're looking and forward we're just to representative of our extension agent as a, uh, extension program as a whole too. Just great great spokesperson. Well, we're looking forward to talking to him. And last super quick question, which is an old Delta dispatch is standby. But if you had a boat, which you have a big old nice flat bottom boat, you take us out on field trips on now. Um, what would you name your boat? Well, I have a boat, and I'm going to tell you the name of it, and it, it's called the Rum Runner. 
Ah. And and, and I'm going to tell you a little tidbit. Hey, Uh, look, no explanation needed. (laughs) (laughs) It was the name of the old little high school rock and roll band that we all tried out and did for, you know, about six months. And then fell. We were complete failures, but uh, that was the name of our band, the Rum Runners. So well, we're, <laughs> we're looking forward to have the Rum Runners on the show when they do their next studio album. So <laughs> thank you, <laughs> thank you, Dr. Julie, for being on the show. It's always so great to talk to you. I could talk to you for hours and hours, but we have to get to the rock star next. So thank you, yeah, Dr. Julie, for being good. on the show. We'll be right back Take with care. Delta Dispatches after the break. back you're listening to delta dispatches we're discussing louisiana's coast it's people wildlife and jobs and why restoring it matters i'm jacques Aver with environmental defense fund and i'm simone malas with restore or retreat we had a little unfinished business with dr robert twilly we we got into a good conversation during the break and so we let him come back and hang around because we had something important we wanted to discuss so um welcome back back Dr. Twilly, to Thanks. the show. Thanks. <laughs> we were talking about an important um, program at Louisiana Sea Grant. Let's talk about seafood futures. Yes. And, you know, we talked about partnerships earlier. And, and one of our partners, and you're going to talk about this quite a bit coming up, is our partnership with the Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries. And uh, LDWF, uh, particularly with Patrick Banks and and with CPRA, we did the Louisiana Seafood Future Program and uh, had great conversations with the industry of what the needs are for adapting. And, and a lot of those discussions, you know, are, have been very helpful relative to dealing with what do we do with COVID-19 and supply chain uh, issues. And so we're very much involved with LDWF and trying to plan for, you know, a a future, a new future seafood uh, industry. And, and so, um, and Thomas in the direct marketing is a, another great example of that partnership. So just want to do a shout out for, for all of that effort and, and you never know when it's going to pay off. And here it is. Yeah, that's a that's an important segue to our next guest. Uh, Thomas Email is your rock star over at Louisiana Sea Grant. He has a long career uh, in um, fisheries. He's a marine extension agent with both LSU Ag Center and Louisiana Sea Grant. Um, Thomas, I dug you up a little bit. Are you a are you a double tiger? Is that right? Absolutely. So I was, yeah, I lived for years up in uh, the Carolinas and went to uh, Clemson, which I loved up in the mountains there and great place to be. And that's where I uh, graduated from there before I came down to LSU for uh, my master's and to work uh, in the Louisiana seafood industry. So I have to ask, what colors were you wearing during the national championship game? You know, you're not going to believe this, but I'm not a I'm not a sports fan, and so I didn't even watch. I mean, it's like, how can you believe that? Well, it's a very uh, diplomatic and safe and political answer, so we'll we'll go with it, whether it's true or not. Um, <laughs> but to get to the matter at hand, so Simone asked Dr. Twilly, you know, what's one thing um, that you know you wouldn't say about yourself? So I think we have to be fair and ask, you know, what. Do you, what is something about Dr. Twilly that he would never say about himself, but you want to share with our listeners? 
I don't know. I think you know. I you know he's a, he's an academic and he's you know he's got a he's got a big long list of publications and he's all out there in that world. But he's really a very nice person, and I love working with him. I just say that about him. He's a he's a nice man. He's approachable, uh, great professional, great to work with, nice human being. I say that about him. Well, I think we concur, um, and anyone that that's worked with Dr. Twilley probably would as well. So. Let's dig into your background a little bit. So you've been in Louisiana for a while and working in fisheries and along Louisiana's coast. So tell us a little bit about, you know, after your master's, the work you've been doing here in Louisiana. So I came into uh, LSU to uh, study aquaculture. And fortunately, right after I graduated uh, from the School of, uh, of Renewable Natural Resources, it was called something else then, but I stepped right and I did my research there uh, in crawfish aquaculture. So I was hired in 1985 to dive right in and uh, start working in the world of aquaculture, commercial fisheries, seafood processing. And so I've been there ever since. And I've been working since I was 30 and I'm 65 now. And so do the math. I mean, I've, I've been here a long time and I love it. It was the perfect, really, I couldn't have imagined uh, a more interesting place to work, the the people, the culture, all the things that are happening here, the, the rich seafood industry. I couldn't imagine have being a part of it for that long, but it's just like become a part of me. So I love it. And uh, I love going to work each day. It's not like work. So that's that's really what it's like for me. Well, that seems to be a common theme here on Delta Dispatches. You know, for folks that come to Louisiana, they te- they tend to get stuck in the mud and they stay here for a while. So glad to hear that you've been with us for, for a while and working on our coast and with our fisheries. So talking about that, I mean, this is a topic that's been a lot in the news um, for a number of reasons, but certainly with everything going on with coronavirus and thinking about, you know, supply and restaurants and, and just the whole the whole system. But Let's talk about Louisiana seafood. Um, you know, what? Tell us a little bit about the program and the work that you all do to help, you know, uh, people get access to the, the seafood that's produced along our coast. Okay, so let me just back it up a bit and let the folks know that uh, we are. Where is where is Louisiana in the world of seafood? We are the largest seafood industry in the lower 48 only alaska is a bigger bigger industry and it's huge i mean alaska is something else that's a whole nother animal but we are the biggest seafood industry in the lower 48 and in the gulf of mexico we eclipse all the other states in seafood production processing and all that so we are we our coast is a working coast it is a seafood coast it is a shrimp boat coast crab boats oysters it's like, so we have this whole mix of seafood because of our estuaries, because of uh, our environmental issues, because of these rivers that dump down here, uh, not only along the coast, but inland. So we are we are the seafood place in the lower 48. And so tell us a little bit about, you know, the work that you all do with the fishermen. Um, you know, how do you recruit fishermen and, and what resources do you all provide um, to help them in their, you know, industry? Well, let me just go back to Sea Grant. So Sea Grant, Sea Grant is, of course, a, 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 a coastal initiative. And, and we're working in all the coastal parishes and we're working with all of these all of these industry players. But under Sea Grant, through our marine extension program, we, we have several different program umbrellas. 
One of them is our Louisiana Fisheries Forward program, louisianafisheriesforward.org. You can go and look and see what we do. But that's a partnership with the Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries. And what we do there is that that's all about economic sustainability. It's about teaching. It's training. It's growth. It's industry issue. It's dock days. It's fishermen's meeting. It's, it's, a, it's our way of bringing the university to the people where they live, where we can help them uh, get to the next level, develop their business to, uh, to if they want to become a processor, how do you do that? All of those kinds of things. That happens with our Louisiana Fisheries Forward program. We have meetings. We just had a big summit in March right before the corona hit. And, uh, and so we're out there. We have a program unlike any other state in the nation. So we, we lead the way in fishermen training, uh, outreach, and, and, and all those kinds of things. So we, it's like our industry is this, is, it's really this unpolished diamond. And, and, and we're, we're just in the last few years bringing the kind of attention to it that it needs. So, uh, we see this as a sustainable industry leading way into the future. Uh, we're one of the one of the bastions of wild caught seafood, which is in super high demand because it's natural, it's pure, all those kinds of things. So, so we've got that going on. So that's one of our programs, Louisiana Fisheries Forward. And Thomas, we're about to head into a break, so I do want to hear about you know the other program that 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 is such a great um, you know success and and the work that you all have been doing there and start something that's really top of mind for folks. But I think we're going to have to hold that for the next break. Um, I do want to ask uh, the fun question though, which is a you know a tradition here on Delta Dispatches. I don't know if Doctor Twilly gave you the heads up about it, but the fun question I guess is what is the best. Louisiana seafood dish you've either eaten or cooked while in quarantine? Oh, I have to tell you, I had some golden tilefish sauteed in butter with a little olive oil. And uh, it is absolutely incredible. If you've not eaten tilefish, uh, you, you're missing it. So that's that's one of those uh, bucket things you're going to have to get a hold of something. I'm going to okay. tell you how. Yeah, well, we want to hear about that. And and I don't know that I have had tallfish, but we'll have to share that story with uh, our listeners in the next segment. Real quick, where can folks go one more time to learn about Louisiana Sea Grant and the, the Fisheries Forward uh, program you just mentioned? Uh, go to louisianafisheriesforward.org. In there, you'll find a whole series of really nat, nat geo quality industry sector uh, educational videos. Learn about our crab industry, learn about our shrimp industry, learn about oysters. It's all there. You'll learn things you never imagined. It, it's a lifetime worth of information in the 12 educational videos that we created for industry that are there. They're also great for, for the public and the consumer to help you understand the coast of Louisiana. We're talking about Louisiana seafood with Thomas Emel, Marine Extension Agent with LSU Ag Center and Louisiana Sea Grant. We'll be right back after the break.
Welcome back to Delta Dispatches, where we're discussing Louisiana's coast, its people, wildlife, and jobs, and why restoring it matters. I'm Simone Malaz with Restore a Retreat. I'm also joined by Jacques Hebert of the Environmental Defense Fund. I have the Coastal Stat of the Week, and it's from NOAA, which is associated with the Louisiana Sea Grant Program. Wetlands, included, including marshes, mangroves, and swamps, provide 80,000 acres of valuable benefits to people, wildlife, and communities. During storms, coastal wetlands absorb floods and wave energy, reducing wave damage, reducing damage to property by up to 20%. This is one of the many facts included on a new NOAA Value of Wetlands worksheet info, infographic found at fisheries.noaa.gov slash habitat dash conservation. Um, we are always looking for facts to share like that with folks all across the country, and NOAA does a really good job with that. So, um, Thomas, welcome to Delta Dispatches for your next segment. You survived the first one with Jacques, and now you have to uh, go through the gauntlet with me. So welcome back. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Simone. I'm glad to be here with you. Good, good. So before the break, you and Jacques were talking, sounded like y'all were exchanging recipes, correct? <laughs> Just about. Yeah, we were talking about, he asked. He had asked me what, uh, what, what fish I had eaten during the quarantine that I hadn't eaten before and that I really enjoyed. Yeah. So golden tilefish, it's a, it's a deep water fish from the Gulf of Mexico caught on uh, long liners that uh, fish out there in the, in the deep federal waters. And that's one of the most delicious fish I've ever put on my plate. So is it kind of more in like the tuna family or like a grouper type of a flesh, but uh, it's a, just a, beautiful fish with with these golden spots and so if you google it you'll see what i mean there's several kinds of tilefish but this was a golden tilefish delicious that's awesome that's that's neat to learn something new about some of the fish that are out there in the ocean i also during the break heard shock um ask you you're based in southwest louisiana i'm based at the iberia research station at lsu x center facility it's actually a uh, a cattle and sugarcane uh, uh, outpost, but uh, I, I'm housed here and I have my seafood office here. So, and I work from here across the entire coast of Louisiana and also inland up into the freshwater fisheries around Simsport and Jonesville. Oh, that's interesting. I actually didn't know that. So that that's very interesting. So your land friends always make sure that they keep their seafood friend around. Is that is that the story? <laughs> that's it. And I have a lot of friends that want seafood. <laughs> so, um, you know, uh, I grew up in, in uh, Terrebonne, right, where it was not uncommon for people to travel around with ice chests, right, just in case you caught the shrimp man. Uh, one time my dad was cutting grass in the front yard and bought shrimp off of a man passing on the road. So... <laughs> Um, that you have, y'all have um, a program in Terrebonne, or y'all work in Terrebonne and Lafouche with Louisiana Seafood Direct, correctly? Correct? Yes, we do. Yes, it's called LouisianaDirectSeafood.com, and uh, it's a website that uh, where it's it's a it's set up to, for fishermen to be able to sell direct to the public. So we have a Cameron project a Delcom project, a Lafouche Terrebonne project called La Terre, and then around New Orleans we have something called South Shore. But it's a platform where fishermen can sign up, post their fresh catch messages, and the consumers can contact them to buy direct. So we've been doing this now for uh, almost 10 years, and it's been highly successful. 
And and I actually saw during during recent events, right, where this this came up over and over again. People wanted to know what was the safest way to buy seafood directly, right? Just because it's such a part of of Louisiana life. And and like Dr. Tooley said in previous segments, it was great that y'all already had this connection set up. Well, exactly. So with the COVID issue, what's happening is that uh, the seafood supply chain is frozen. So I say frozen. It's it's uh, it's not moving. So uh, we're uh, we catch a hundred million pounds of shrimp a year. What do you do with all that? Or we have uh, the huge seafood processing plants in the state for crabs, oysters, shrimp, all of that. And so right now we're in a kind of a crisis mode. Not kind of. We are. What do you do with all this? It's got to move. It's got to. It was going in trucks and being trucked around the country, being distributed by. Uh, restaurant supply groups. And so now that's not happening at the rate that it needs to happen. So everybody is selling seafood direct, even the big players. And so what we're doing now during COVID is trying to help the industry move as much of this seafood as as, as possible so that uh, people, our fishermen and, and others and processors can put food on the table. It's that simple. So Thomas, tell us, you work with a lot of, I I know you work closely with the fishermen, right? You get to know them. So tell us one of your success stories from Louisiana Direct Seafood. Well, what we have is, there's this whole thing going on called microprocessing. A lot of our commercial fishermen want to do something different. They know times have changed. They, instead of just selling commodity seafood to the dock, which was the industry model for generations, now you've got to do something different. You've got to be vertically integrated. So what we're doing and is, is helping fishermen uh, develop small processing plants, develop products that they can sell into the marketplace. Uh, one of our first ones was uh, a fisherman named Douglas Olander. They call him Big D. Uh, and if you see him, you know why. He's a big, tall guy. Uh, he's a fisherman's fisherman. He's a black drum fisherman. And so... Uh, we helped him. It was his dream to be able, instead of selling his fish to the cutting houses in New Orleans only, he wanted to cut his own fish, pack his fillets, freeze them, and sell them. And so uh, he's doing it now, and it's become a, a very important part of his business. And the success with him has uh, been shared, and, and folks watch what goes on on the waterfront. There's no secrets. And so others are doing the same kinds of things with shrimp, with crabs, with uh, uh, soft shell, you name it. Uh, there's this whole new industry budding up like little mushrooms across the coast where these small mom and pops, we call them microprocessors, are doing innovative things and capturing that, uh, that higher price point uh, for their product than they ever had in the past. So uh, new ideas, new hope, new development in the industry, and it's happening and people can buy this product. So Thomas, y'all help the fishermen because y'all y'all help with uh, y'all have best practices. Y'all have marketing equipment, like so how, that you recruit the fishermen, right? And then you provide some of these helpful resources. Absolutely, in our in our in our shop at Sea Grant, we have uh, Dr. Uh, Evelyn Watts is our seafood specialist. We have economists. We have. Uh, we have people like myself who go out and hold hands with them and and help them uh, get to that next level. So a lot of this is just getting out there and knowing what's going on. They come to us. 
we find them, they find us, uh, but in the end, we we uh, uh, we help them get uh, their product into the marketplace in a way that they've never done before. And a lot of this stuff is complicated. If you're a fisherman, you're working, you're on the boat, you don't have time to think about it. We help them get to that process. And not only do we do that, but we created a direct marketing program. You can buy a lot of these value-added products uh, from uh, directly online from our program called Louisiana Direct Seafood Shop. And you go there, you'll find all these products. Also, uh, in the direct marketing program, Louisiana Direct Seafood, you can buy direct off of the boat. We talked about that uh, in, in the last segment. But So we're helping fishermen sell direct off the boat, and a lot of them are doing it, and all of them are doing it now during COVID. And there's also these value-added packaging, uh, shrimp, crabs, oysters, you name it. And we're shipping that all around the country right now. So that's just amazing. Uh, during COVID, the, governors, uh, uh, the governor Edwards said, hey, Louisiana, y'all need to be eating this Louisiana seafood. And he actually listed our Louisiana Direct Seafood Program and our Louisiana Direct Seafood Shop e-commerce. And the sales just blew up overnight with that. So uh, we see this as the trend of the future. Uh, other states are struggling with what they're going to do with their fishing industry. But we had something stood up and running that's that's really rocking right now. And I think as we look at, at new food ways and new, uh, we call it boat to throat, you know, uh, kind of uh, uh, kind of ways of uh, people buying, consumers buying direct from producers, we're there and we're going to grow this thing. Thomas, I have to say that I've been on the website several, several times and, and you just hit all the amazing highlights. You can find out who's open, where you can get your your um, catch from that day if they're open on Saturday. Also, thank you for highlighting the shop, right? You can get alligator meat, you can get soft shell shrimp. Um, also want to uh, say kudos on offering the information in another language. Uh, I think y'all have Spanish, but Louisiana Sea Grant does an excellent job about making sure you cover Spanish, Vietnamese, so that um, we have language access for everybody who lives along our coast. So um, we are done. How fast was that? Um, Thomas, one one more time really quickly where folks can go to the website, find out not just how to sign up, but find out about products as well. If you want to, if you want to buy direct from a fisherman, go to louisianadirectseafood.com and you're going to find the four programs, Cameron Direct, Delcom Direct, Lafouche Terrebonne Direct, and South Shore Direct. If you want to have seafood packages delivered to your house or sent to your friends across the country, go to Louisiana Direct Seafood Shop. And all of that is is the best of the best in uh, in Louisiana seafood. It's for the Cajun gourmet. This is this is it doesn't get any better than this. Boat to throat. Uh, I think think I think I see a bumper sticker in in the future. So, <laughs> well, thank you, Thomas, for being on Delta Dispatches. Thank you for sharing that helpful information. Uh, we'll definitely be sure to check that out. Um, but that's it. That's a wrap for this week's Delta Dispatches segment. I'm Samuma Laws with Restore Retreat on behalf of Jacques Abair with Environmental Defense Fund, who took his vacation days early and left me hanging in this last segment. <laughs> we thank you for listening to Delta. Delta Dispatches. We'll be back soon.